Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Such a fun experience to look at sports history through the jersey numbers of the day. January 28th is no exception. Because today we're going to look at number 78, Les Cunningham. Max Bentley wearing that sweater, number 5. And Baltimore Raven linebacker Ray Lewis with 52. These stories and more coming up in just a moment. My name's Darren Hayes, and I know you've heard me on the Pigskin Dispatch talking about football history for years. Well, now I'm on a new mission, a quest to find sports history in other sports as well as football by learning through the jerseys and the apparel and the gear that the players wore and the franchises supplied their teams. It's an educational trip, and I'm taking you with me day by day, player by player, uniform by uniform, the Sports Jersey Dispatch. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports friends. How are we today? You know, sports history is made every day of the year. January 28th is no exception, and we're going to try to preserve a small sampling from at least a few athletes every day based on the uniforms that they wore, taking us all down that road to learning and remembering these great athletes and how they played the games that they did. And so first, we're going to talk about January 28, 1940, the Chicago Blackhawks forward, Les Cunningham, number 78. He scored five points in one period, two goals and three assists in the third period for an 8-1 to victory over Montreal, becoming the first National Hockey League skater to do so. It's one of the greatest 10 minutes and four seconds in individual professional hockey history. The record stood all the way until 1978, 38 years that record lasted, five points in 10 minutes, wow. Uh, same day, January 28, 1943, and speaking of the Blackhawks, one of their roster members made history exactly three years to the day later. Sweater number five, Max Bentley, slapped home four goals and added three assists for a total of seven points in a game against the New York Rangers. As Chicago streaked to a 10-1 victory on the ice of Old Chicago Stadium before a crowd of 7,500. Max played center while his brother Doug Bentley was a winger on the same line and put a puck between the pipes himself in the win. You know, just some great old uh, newspapers.com footage that we have on the website today uh, showing some clips from that great game with the brothers Bentley doing their thing. January 28, 2001, speaking about superstars, the Baltimore Ravens, well, they won Super Bowl 35 as their star of the defense, middle linebacker Ray Lewis, number 52, won the game's most valuable player award. The Ravens won the game by a lopsided 34-7 score over the New York Giants. The eventual 12-time Pro Bowler made three solo tackles, two assists, and blocked four passes in the game to help his teammates allow 152 total yards of offense by the Giants in the game. 
know, just a tremendous game he had, especially, you know, you think back at that, he was under a lot of pressure for that game. He was a very young man at the time. He, there was the rumors that uh, the incident that happened a couple nights before the Super Bowl, uh, where there were some, some tragic uh, occurrences there uh, that his friends were connected to, and so thus they connected Ray Lewis to. We may never know the real story there, but think about what had to be going through that young man's mind and uh, everything going on in the world around him and his friends in trouble, him in trouble. Uh, the media had to be hounding him like crazy. And then he goes out there with a performance like that and his teammates backing him up and you know putting up 34 on a very tough New York Giants team and holding the you know, Giants offense to seven. I mean, you sit there and think about that, what they did. Uh, the Ravens really didn't have a, a powerful offense at that time. Uh, you know, it was a, a bunch of just a bunch of dudes just playing offense. Their defense was the strong point. That's where they had their marquee players, and uh, you know that defense did it, and so did the offense. Backing up Ray Lewis, helping him win that most valuable player, very deservingly. What a great middle linebacker and great player he was in the National Football League. And if you ever get a chance to hear Ray talk since he's been retired, he's been on multiple programs. He's got a lot to say and a lot of great input. He's really kind of a funny guy, a guy that's out there to have fun. You'd never guess that by the way he was tearing people's heads off, you know, running backs and quarterbacks. But man, guy likes to have fun. And uh, glad that he made the most valuable player. Well, you know, he wasn't on my favorite team in the world. And I hated seeing him two to three times every year as a Steelers fan. But you got to respect the man because he is definitely a monster in the middle of that defense, the Baltimore Ravens. Right now in our special uh, shout out to favorite jerseys and uniforms, uh, we're going to go a little bit different direction here. I'm going to give you uh, my own, one of my own favorites here. And we'll do that right when we come back. All right, I know this podcast is mostly me learning, but, you know, I have some favorites too, some jerseys. And from time to time, like today, I'm going to share with you some of my favorite jerseys and sweaters of all time. And tonight, I'm going to talk about my favorite hockey jersey of all time. And I think it's the 1970s Pittsburgh Penguins uh, jersey. It was a light blue in color. Uh, It had a circle emblem almost like the Iron City beer emblem of, of Pittsburgh, for those who are around the Pittsburgh area. Just that circle right in the middle, and just said Pittsburgh Penguins are on the outer side of the ring of the circle, and had the, the vintage uh, penguin with a hockey stick in his hand, skating you know, uh, with a gold triangle behind him, uh, representing those three rivers that Pittsburgh is built on. It, it, you know, so the light blue jersey had this great stripe that goes from the neckline over the top of the shoulder and extended down just about down to the elbow and right about there was the the numbers in white bold white that stripe though down the sleeve uh probably three or four inches wide then they had you know stripes going the opposite way down under the number that was on their sleeve and then a big white white stripe probably five inches just over the belt line I mean, what a sweater that was put together the color scheme just that light blue white a little bit of black on the fringes and boy, they just had some tremendous teams back then too. They weren't the, you know, they weren't the teams of uh, that we're used to in the 90s and and recently when the Penguins were winning championships. 
but they just had some players that were so endearing to those of us that watched them. You know, like uh, Brian Hextall was uh, in the 1970s who played forward and just a, a great season uh, scoring machine that he was. Uh, you know, Dwayne Rupp was another uh, fan favorite on the defense and uh, Dunk McCallum and Ron Schock and Greg Paulus, uh, Keith McCreary. They're just these great names from the past wearing those powder blues and boy were they tough and fun to watch. Probably not as fun as watching Mario Lemieux and Yarmir Yager Penguins of the early 90s or even you know Sid the Kid and uh, the Malkin of the uh, later years, these past few years and even this season. But when they still from time to time they'll put those throwbacks on those light blue jerseys but none are as good as that great 1969-1970 jersey take a look at the image uh, google that and uh for the penguins 1969-1970 season and you tell me if that's not one of the greatest hockey sweaters of all time just the color scheme and those big bold white stripes with uh, the corresponding numbers and uh, you know, a little bit of black trim here and there just a tremendous jersey and one that I really enjoy and one that uh, you should too, so take a look. All right, just want to thank you for joining us here once again, learning about the sports history, helping me on this quest. I uh, appreciate you. If you want to talk about your favorite jersey or favorite uniform of all time in any team sport, you know, please just get a hold of me, pigskindispatch at gmail.com, and we will try to get some spot to get you on or get your recording to uh, share with the world about your favorite player, favorite team, favorite jersey, favorite color scheme, anything to do with that uniform that you really appreciate and you want to share the history with to help preserve it. We really want to hear from you and we want to celebrate that with you. So please, uh, j- again, email us at pigskindispatch at gmail.com and we will make arrangements to get you on. Uh, now, sh- give our shout outs and thank yous. You know, Jason Neff for the great music he's always providing for us. We really appreciate that. Uh, newspapers.com, honestday.com and then we have all the references, the baseball, football, hockey, and uh, uh, f- pro football reference uh, pages, you know, getting valuable information that we can share with you and put things in order. We appreciate all of them and hope that you will use them too. Check out all their sites. And uh, also, you know, if you have any football questions, go over to our pigskindispatch.com website. It's all about football. And we have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of great uh, podcasts on there to, to fill your football brain there. And until uh, tomorrow, everybody. Enjoy that sports history. This penalty kill is almost over. I got to get back out on the ice. But thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.
Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.